Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Press Play Podcast, the only podcast on the Internet that reminds you that Johnny Depp and Amber Heard are really fucking weird people, and the outcome of this trial should not affect your life in any shape, form, or fashion. My name's Seth. Here, here. Here, here. I'm Ian. I'm Matt Dasher. All right, so today, to start with, before we get to our wonderful main topic, we're going to talk about the latest episode of Moon Knight, episode five. Uh... I'm going to start with this. Where was this the entire goddamn time? I love this episode. Where was it? Why? Why? Yeah. Was this yeah. I mean, episode this fucking is, two. This is what this should have been the entire time. Aside, yeah, it's a little. Aside from the hippo on the fucking sandboat, I'm that's gonna... the that that's the only part of the episode that I could have given a shit less about. This this episode. And I, I might die on this hill. I thought this was a fantastic episode. I was shocked by how much I liked this episode. Literally that's, shocked. That's the I, problem. I, I, like it's I, it's it's so late in the game to be yeah. to be cranking I, I, out I, I, good yeah. shit. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give I'll give it this. This this fucking just proves that Oscar Isaac is a beast of an actor. Oh, Oscar Oscar Isaac flex. This was just uh, that's what this episode was. It was this one giant Oscar Isaac flex, and it worked. Yeah, he was. He because was it, because for the first time in the series, you were interested in the characters. You mm-hmm. gave a shit about the characters. This should have happened a long time ago, dude. Episode every, ten. Everything that has happened up until this point could have been covered in one fucking episode. Hundred percent. Yeah. And then I, you get this actually, one, and then you fucking hit fifth gear. And yeah. skid out into awesomeness. But no, we yeah. have one episode left and it's going to fucking pitter out like a sparkler. Yeah, because they've got so much shit to tie up in an hour. It's going to be convoluted as fuck. Under, it's, it's absolutely going to be convoluted. I, I, I'm, I'm of the belief that the episode that we just saw is going to be the best episode of the series. Yeah, I think so because uh, and I totally agree with the Lady Hippo thing. I was like, it, it, for me, it was that voice sounds so stupid, and it doesn't match what is happening. Not at all. And I, I mean, I like the effects of the the sandboat, and I, I love the backstory of. So, so it, it's it's Mark's body, and he he's the one that got his brother killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, part, that part was that was great. And yeah. and see and seeing uh, the circumstances behind how steven gets created in his mind that's intriguing shit it really this should have been the forefront of this series but it's you know it's it's a it's a conclusion you know narratively which doesn't land for me at like at all i agree and um they definitely took liberties with those aspects because that's not canon at all Matter of fact, Mark's brother killed his lover with a butcher knife, and Mark killed his brother with a hand grenade. Um, so mm. right, they they definitely made that up, but it worked within the confines of this show. Um, and yeah, I just um, I, I w- again, I was thoroughly shocked by how much I enjoyed this episode. I didn't think that they could do it. I didn't think they could give us an episode of this quality. But hey, here we are. Yeah, and that's what that's why I agree with both of y'all. Where the hell was this? Because I I, I feel like this is where I don't know if it's this. There's aspects of this shouldn't be where it started, but his backstory definitely should have been at the beginning. 
maybe not the whole brother thing. I, I like we're finding out now how Steven was created. Like that that can stay where it is. Sure. Uh, but we had to go through so much boring shit to get to this. It was not worth it. No, it was not. It's um, not worth it. And that's the problem with the show is that the, and, and I had a feeling this was going to happen, that something really interesting was going to come along really late in the game. And the the, the journey doesn't justify the end. No, it's, it's, uh, it's I have there's no reason for me to care other than what happened in this episode. My you, boss was my boss. Everything, everything outside of it doesn't really fucking matter because yeah. like I said, that should have been that should have been something going on in his head. Like the end of the first episode should have been him waking up in the middle hospital. Yeah, and I the agree. The second yeah. episode should have been this. My um boss brought something to my attention yesterday because he doesn't. He he's like y'all. He doesn't know Moon Knight from Adam. I mean, he's just being introduced to this character for the first time as well. But um, he read, and if this is true, I, I kind of hope it's true. That allegedly this is just supposed to be an introduction to Moon Knight, that they're going to flush the character around over the course of the next six or seven years, whether it be in cameo spots or guest appearances or whatever the case may be. We're not going to get another series, but and 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 that aspect, I'm like, that that I don't agree with that. I, I don't it's, it's because they they they've made the most interesting parts of it like the end of the show. And yeah. it should have been the focus of the show. It 100% should have been. Um, you know, and, and it doesn't feel like whether or not they intended it to be or not. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel like the focus anymore. It feels like an afterthought. Yeah. And, it, and that upsets me because this is intriguing content. It, it really is. And I mean, we finally got to see Moon Knight again for 30 seconds. Now, that whole sequence right from the pages of the comic book. Right from the pages of the comic book. Oh, where, where the where the where the uh, the garbs come up from underneath, and yeah, no, the, the the whole sequence where he's like crawling on his deathbed and like oh, he's talking about Conchu. Yeah. At, in, oh, okay, about, okay. Oh, yeah, and he's about to off himself at the temple mm-hmm. altar, and then Conchu comes out of nowhere, and he's like, "What the fuck's going on?" And mm-hmm. that's like straight out of the fucking pages. Yeah, but again, that should have been at the beginning of the series. Yeah, that should have been within the first two episodes. We, we should we should be, we should be you know neck deep in Moon Knight shenanigans and kill count. Yeah, at yeah. this point, I you agree. Should, you know, and I would even justify a time jump from yeah. the time he becomes Moon Knight into him hanging out in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, it's, it's, it's there. There was a much more compelling way to do this, yeah. and what what we got seems. Fucking so fucking safe. Yeah, it, no it really chances was. taken. None, none. Um, we have to follow our goddamn Marvel formula, which is why we had yeah. to the wham during a fucking car chase scene. <laughs> You're not gonna let that go. I'm not gonna, gonna let it go because it was no, really one of the stupidest <laughs> fucking things I've ever seen in my life. I think probably so the, the the potential of 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 what could have been shown and the reality of what we've got. Yeah, they're night and day. Yeah, mm-hmm. no pun intended. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think the most in. interesting one of those interesting parts for me was uh, when you see from the boat that all these souls are dropping, and like they don't. Mark is absolutely refusing to help because he doesn't want to go back to to Conchu, and he just starts yelling, "You can't make me do it." 
Mm-hmm. I want to know, unless I missed it or I wasn't paying attention because I was in kind of a rush to get through this episode. Like, I, I want to know what happened. I want to know why he refuses to help. I mean, because, well, he, he, Steven was, all right. So earlier in the episode, you know, when we saw the dead bodies, the, sure. Well, well, no, when they went through the sequence when his brother died and his mom yeah. came out, she like, which was an like awesome scene. And, yeah. you know, she's like screaming at him, it's all your fault, it's all your fault, it's all your fault. And then the next scene, he's at the dinner table and the mom's like, you know, you're always yelling at him, blah, blah, blah. And he gets up from the table and runs to his bedroom and she comes after him. Um, Steve was like, I want to see what's in the bedroom. Mark already knows what happens in that bedroom at that point. Which and, is why Steven was created. When, exactly. And, and that's and, why... And like, uh, again, that's so fucking captivating. Yeah, and that's why Mark didn't... That's why Mark was saying, you can't make me do it, you can't make me do it, because he did not want to relive that moment. That's what that was about. Okay. Because, yeah. uh, like, I love... He was screaming, I don't want to do it. Like, this... Like you said, it, it encapsulates, uh, I don't know much about Moon Knight, but his mental illness of he's screaming, I don't want to do it, and then he just wakes right back up right next to uh, Ethan Hawke. And I was like, okay, I have no idea what's, what, what is real at this point, and I, and, I, and I liked it. I'm like, okay, so... That's what this series should have been the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, it should have kept never, guessing. Never, know, but, never knowing what's reality and never knowing what's just in his fucking head. Yeah, and, and, and there, there's a way to tell that visually, but I do believe that everything that's happened, like the first four episodes, he's gonna go, we're gonna go back to that in season in, in episode six, and that's gonna be the reality, and that's really gonna piss me off. Oh, I, I yeah, I mean that's that's exactly what it's gonna be because he's got to tie up shit with Ethan Hawke with um you know Arthur Harrow mm-hmm. who wasn't in who was you know I, you know discount Kevin Bacon as a psychiatrist work for me. Of course more, it works. He's, more, the Hawk's going to Hawk. Yeah. Hawk's more, gonna hawk. more so than the Arthur Harrow character, the villain <laughs> Arthur Harrow character. Again, it does have some interesting qualities. All of the first, the first four episodes could have been covered in the first episode and maybe a half. Yeah. yeah. Then we, and then we get to this, which is way more compelling yeah, I mean the, the reality He's behind behind the the delusion and his fantasies, and then we work from there to establish a very broken and very yeah. unpredictable character. Well, it, I mean, my, we I don't think have my, that I mean, right now. We have a fucking MacGuffin story with Egyptian gods, which yeah. by the way, I have mentioned before that God of War, the next installment, should maybe feature Egyptian gods. I recant that statement. <laughs> and again, the Egyptian gods are fucking stupid. Uh, um, I think probably my favorite scene in the show was when we see the creation of Mark through the little boy. Or through, see the creation of Stephen through the little boy. And then Stephen, mm-hmm. in that moment, realizes he's not real. He was made up. And then Mark pulls him out the hallway. Is like, you're not supposed to see that. I don't want you to see that. Because Dude, that's the whole point. That, that, that's the that whole was point like my favorite part of the episode. Yeah, that's the whole point of you. Probably of the show. Yeah. Oh, the I show does not have a lot of highlights. It doesn't. No. That was, that was and, definitely, that was great television right there. And that's what pisses me off about Marvel TV is because they have shown time and time again, even in WandaVision, there are glimpses yeah. of excellency. A brilliance, agreed. And they just—that's all you get. And it's so late they, because they film these things like a really bloated movie. 
they spend way too much time on the first act. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm fine with a series being filmed like a, like a, like a really long uh, movie. That's fine. It worked for Sherlock in the first three seasons. It works for other shows. And, but when you spend so much time on the bullshit, just to, hey, hey, we tricked you. And then here's some interesting stuff. It just is frustrating as hell. Yeah, see, I that's just why, did that too. That's why so I think, it's not just Disney Plus. Yeah, that, that's why I think uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was such a success because they didn't give you a lot of bullshit. They didn't. Um, it, it, it was it, of, of, the, of all the shows, it has the tightest script. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that's the most solid by far. Well, and this one should also, have been. Also, I, I said it, I said it a couple episodes ago. Is like Falcon and the Winter Soldier had the added benefit of we already know these characters, so you don't right. have to waste time right. uh, setting up their backstory. So you could just literally continue where you left off. Whereas WandaVision did not continue where anything left off. It just created a whole new yeah. bullshit scenario. Well, this show Loki did Loki did the same thing. It just it just did it just fell flat. These this the show and these writers think that that's what they're giving you is backstory. But what they're giving you is shit that doesn't matter in the long run to, to the character. At all. Yeah. What matters um, to the character is are the things that he's done since he's became Moon Knight. I, I, I feel that this series should have started mm-hmm. with him in the mental hospital and went from there. Mm-hmm. And built build the, the whole sequence where he's been from the time we saw him in the mental hospital to the end of this most recent episode save the fucking Egyptian yeah, hippo guys. Because um, he's in the mental hospital because he's, he's, the he's in the because he's in the land of the dead. And you know you they perceive that differently. But if what if it was an actual mental hospital and you come to find it, out the at the end of the episode that he's not full of shit. He is actually a superhero. It, is the, right. is there a mental hospital in Hell's Kitchen? Oh I'm sure there is. I'm I mean sure Iron Fist is. was one in one in the first episode of his show. Yeah he's not yeah that's true. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, we have started the, like, like I said, the, the the fantasy for the first episode. I'm fine with. Fuck mm. my mind at the end of that episode, but then right. we get into something else, and it just this show just it took its time getting there. Yeah, I'm I'm very underwhelmed by the storytelling. You're right. I mean, even as good as this episode was, it's it's not good enough to save the series as a whole to this point. Now, mm-hmm. unless they come out and top episode five with episode six which if episodes if episodes maybe we're having a different yeah maybe we're having a different conversation at that point but if if episode six comes out and it's even better than this episode and gives us more interesting stuff that just means that they don't know what to do with the time the screen Mm. they fucking allotted they're just wasting my time with and this is a six episode series how do you fuck that up yeah, exactly. And I mean, it, it's not boding well for episode six in the aspect that there's just so many goddamn things to tie up. All right. Mm-hmm. So right now, Mark's in the field of reeds. How does he get out? What happens with Stephen? Does he bring Stephen back? Is Stephen gone for good? When do we get the third altar? Jake Loxley. He's got to come out at some point in time. How is he going to tie shit up with heroin? Yeah. Is he going to break Jake down the, out of jail? Is Jake the one that saves Steven? Are is, we going to see fucking Moon Knight again? I mean, there's so much to cover in an hour. I don't see him. I don't see him doing it successfully. And that's the thing that's pissed me off the most. You saw the Incredible Hulk in the 80s TV show, The Incredible Hulk, that you saw in this series. Yeah. And it's, it's infuriating. It, it, every every Incredible Hulk episode, 
is has two appearances of the Hulk. Yep. In the in the first in the first fifteen minutes and in yep. the last fifteen minutes. Yep. Every single episode, like fucking clockwork. Right. But right. This, we're gonna say, oh, here's an action figure in the background that you. Right. It's it's like fuck you, dude. Yeah. Why are you doing this? I know you're Disney. It's not like you don't have a budget. Right. Exactly. I don't. I don't know who's writing for the boys, but they need to hire them to help with their <laughs> TV shows on Disney Plus because the boys does. They have more episodes, and they have more amazing. Things. Like they have more time, and you know what they fill their time with? Not bullshit. They fill yeah, they it with fill, the most compelling shit ever. They fill yeah, it with he, character development. Yeah, even even the boys down episodes, their filler episodes are. You can't really consider them filler episodes because there's still a lot of shit going on. Yeah, yeah. progresses the story being told. And it's, so it's char- there's not one bad episode of the boys because no. that's character development that it that drives other story points for that have been established. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So oh, oh, that's the reason why that happened. That's fucking great shit. Back, yeah. Breaking Bad does the same goddamn thing. Yeah, uh, Castlevania did the same thing. Castlevania yeah. does the same thing. This is just it's lost in a mm. way. You know, yeah. there's too the much team, to wrap the, up. Not that TV. Right. Show, the, the show is just is lost in its own meanderings. Right. And, right. Yeah. It's, it's almost it's, it's almost like it's almost like the scriptwriter is just rambling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Only only two only two people wrote this episode, which again that shows. Yeah. And I find it funny that um I look I went back and looked through all the credits. This is the first episode that Oscar Isaac helped executive produce. I don't know if hmm. that's. I don't know if that means anything, but it's that's, mighty, you know, mighty big, you know what, you know what big that is? coincidence. That's, it's a mighty big Isaac, coincidence. That's Isaac. Uh, 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 fucking. Uh, what do you call it? He's he's cherry picking his cuts. That's yeah. the, that, he that, wanted his name on this what, one, not the others. Yeah, right. That's what that is. He's yeah, I get it. In, in this episode, it's all him. So he's cherry picking what. You know the cuts that we see, right? Audience, and you know what? I don't fucking blame him at all. No, right. yeah. Um, but again, a, a, a fantastic episode, uh, but not enough to save the season uh, as a whole thus far. So no, it just huge, it it makes a huge the disappointment the, as a whole. It makes the rest of the season look that much worse. It really does. It makes it look terrible. It makes and, it and dude, terrible. this show is getting glowing reviews all over the internet. And I don't want anybody to think that we're just contrarians, right? No, I mean this, this is this is. I I think this is just objectively bad and formulate marble storytelling. Yeah, I mean, trust me, nobody wanted this show to succeed more than this guy right here. And yeah, I would. I, I and I could have found every reason in the world to tell you why this show is awesome, but. I'm also not a goddamn liar either. So yeah, nah. trust me. Because wait, when that when that Green Lantern show drops on HBO, I'm gonna be the first one to tell you what is wrong. Because <laughs> Green Lantern is my fucking shit. I'm probably gonna feel the exact yeah. same way you do, maybe. Because I'm a I'm the, I'm the DC guy, and I know more about how Jordan than I know about either one of you. I don't even know Seth's middle fucking name. <laughs> Anyway, we've been uh, friends so we for like get, eight years. We, we we get we get everything will be wrapped up tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk about it next week and see how it goes. So, as Indeed, far as yeah. uh, that's concerned, um, uh, take else? a take a yeah. sip of my tea here before we move on. Uh, please, let me get do. my beer. 
I need I need like a gallon of whiskey right now because my God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our main topic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> is the 1988 film Vampire's Kiss starring Nicolas Cage. And then we have a tradition here of people who are not seeing things that, that they go first. None of us have seen this film. I just know a lot about it because I've seen reviews, you know, because I'm, if, if, if anyone that has listened to us on a, on a long-term basis knows that I am a huge fan of So Bad is Good Cinema. I watch bad movies on purpose. It is a hobby of mine. I find it very entertaining. It, it completes my life. And, and, and if, you know, for lack of a, uh, a better explanation. However, this film is a goddamn miracle. <laughs> this, this performance from Nicolas Cage is Nicolas Cage freak out. It is, it is fascinating. It is bonkers. It is so over the top. And I loved every fucking second he was on screen. Yeah, there. Think of every Nicolas Cage meme or GIF you've ever seen. There's a good chance it came from this movie. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I that's I when I didn't know that. Don't, when you don't say happen, it's like son of a bitch. That's where it came from. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Am I um, getting through to you? Right. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorites. Um, first of all, I didn't know this movie. I had never heard of this movie before. Me either. I like I've seen the memes um, and gifts. I did not know what movie yeah. this was from. I had no. I had no idea this movie even existed. And when I found out that I'm going to watch it, okay, I thought this. I again, I didn't know this movie was made in 1988. If you would, if I, if you would have asked me yesterday, hey, you're going to watch this movie, Vampire Kiss. When do you think it was made? Oh, probably like the early 2000s. Early 90s, I would have thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. Early, was, early to mid 90s is, is how it feels. Th- it does. This, this movie is Nicolas Cage at the most Nicolas Cage that you've mm-hmm. ever seen. Nicolas Cage. Um, and I, I do want to uh, provide some perspective on that. Um, I tested with Ian earlier, and I'm able I'm, I'm able to play the clip. But um, there's an interview in which Kevin Smith asked him, "Which are his favorites? What's what's your favorite performance?" And it is this one. It is Vampire's Kiss. And he said, "Oh, get in line. Oh, this is my favorite performance yeah. of his too. His, 100%. He, he said he said when he was when he was preparing for this film that." He was really he was watching a lot of, of early silent films. He was a big fan of Nosferatu, and he brought that energy and that type of acting into this performance specifically. He said, "This is you know, it's a big, it's a it's a it's a relatively big budget indie film, and I can go nuts here." And like like the the famous alphabets uh, scene, every single part of that was planned. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was great. This this isn't this isn't on the same kind of plane as the room is because this film is actually very competently made. Um, okay, yeah. As far as direction and sound design and and so on and so forth, and uh, this people you know I've heard people say this is a a laughably bad performance. Is it or is this is this Secret brilliant acting. It, well, it, it's one of those. It's one of those questions you got to ask yourself: Is this 
innate madness or genuine brilliance, or maybe a little bit of both. Because let's let's be honest here, Nicholas Cage is he's an enigma. He he's an odd individual just as a yeah. human being, and he's um, not a he's not a bad actor. Let no, he's not. He's, not. he's had no. he's had some he's had some shit roles, but yeah. Um, like so much so, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to his newest movie, uh, Massive Town. He's going to play Dracula. Yeah, well, and he's also got one called Renfield, where he will be playing Dracula. Mm-hmm. No, he, I mean, yeah, but apparently, he, apparently, he, the new one's got it's a hundred percent. Ethan Hawke is quoted with saying that Nicolas Cage is the first actor since Marlon Brando to change the craft of acting. I mean, it's hard to dispute that because. I agree that his performance in this film is amazing. If not for his performance in this film, this film is dog shit. No, it's garbage. I mean, is is this performance Oscar worthy? Well, maybe no, but it is goddamn sure captivating, and you cannot look away from this movie. No, that's I was just I was just about to say the same thing. This is one of those movies that's so bad you can't you cannot avert your eyes. Because of because of his performance, it was so over the top. It was so outlandish, and in some places, it was so goddamn unnecessary. But you loved every minute of it. <laughs> I can't. I can't take my eyes off of him. You no. know, little, little simple things like like in and, the very what, what, of the movie what, where the bat breaks the, in. What was up with the goddamn accent? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't, dude. Dude, that was driving me nuts. <laughs> dude, I, 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 there's another interview I, I, I listened to with him that says that that wasn't. In the script for him to have that accent, Nicholas right. thought that his character is so delusional and so narcissistic that he would fake an accent to sound smarter. I, I, yeah, sure, because um, he, I, I even, dig that. He even, so said himself, much. I, he even said himself, "I was born in Philadelphia." Yes, yeah, that's not a Philadelphia accent, brother. No, nah. that's, that's not a Philly accent at all. <laughs> there were, I didn't hear one "Hey yo." No, exactly. Hey yo. <laughs> But um, uh, I mean, wait, wait. It, it, it's it is the the script itself is a little atrocious. So tell us a little bit. Of, tell the people who don't know a little All bit right. about the script and the plot. Yeah. So and, and trust me, if you've never seen this before, I ain't spoiling shit. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I tell you. It does not. So Nicholas Cage plays a literary agent called uh, named Peter Lowe, and. He's a ladies' man, right? So he's able to. We've established early in the film that he's able to take ladies home, which is, you know, crossing the unbelievable line already because it's Nick Cage. And he meets a woman that has fangs and she proceeds to bite him. He thinks she's a vampire. But you come to find out. Oh, and before that, he becomes obsessed with this. One contract that's really, really oh my God. old customer that he's making the secretary. He is torturing his secretary. He's torturing oh, yeah. his secretary to find this fucking document. All of the while, he's having an illusion that he's becoming a vampire. And it is a delusion down to plastic teeth and everything. And it's one of the most fascinating screenplays I've ever watched. Is so out there, and I don't think that this movie works without Cage's performance. Um, first actor they have, oh no, it's not at all. At this all. first actor they have for this movie was Dennis Quaid. 
No, no, no Dennis Quaid couldn't have done this. No, no, Mm-mm. not even, not even close. Um, yeah. So I'm sitting here watching this, and I'm like, 20 minutes in, and you know, he's he's getting it all with Casey Lemons, who was always hot. If you don't know who that is, she was the uh, African American woman from Candyman. Anyway, yep. Um, and then a random bat, which was so such a terrible looking prop. <laughs> it, it looked awful, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just comes flying in the window, and um, he's in session with a psychiatrist, Shoot. and he's like, he's in session. It, it turned him on. He's in session with a psychiatrist, and like, it, it kind of made me horny. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, 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 oh! That reminds me. This is a rumor. This is not one hundred percent verified, but there is a rumor that Nick Cage said that in order for me to be turned on during these sex scenes, you need to pour yogurt upon my feet. <laughs> well, that is a rumor. It is a legend, but I hope it's true. I do too. And it would be so Nicholas Cage if it were. <laughs> I mean, he did want that to be a real bat though. They had to talk about it. And so uh, well, well, they, also, they, they, about, I was thinking they should have done a real bat. I mean, he a, ate a real fucking cockroach. Yeah. This is also a guy who sits alone in his mansion drinking wine, holding a cobra with a vial of antivenom in, in his pocket in case he gets bit. So, um, you know, that's the kind of individual that we're dealing with here. If I were worth um, millions of dollars, I'd probably do crazy shit like that, too. Yeah. Um, so fast forward a little bit. And the vampire played by Jess or um, Flashdance Girl, whatever her name is. She was also just, in uh, Boba Fett. Just Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's always hot. Um but yeah, so she bites him and he thinks he's turning into a vampire and he starts having this illusion where he's even allergic to sunlight. And he goes <laughs> around, he, 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 he buys the plastic fangs and what's the first thing he does? Starts eating street pigeons. <laughs> oh, Which, if, if oh, he didn't die, he, spoilers, if he didn't die at the end, that was going to kill him. His, right. his, aller, his, 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 son's, his sunlight uh, predicament, how does he solve it? What's his coffin? His couch. Love seat. His couch, yeah. <laughs> Him climbing so under that dumb. for the first time and tipping it over. Yeah. <laughs> and when he wakes it up, he, like, he like lifts it lifts it up like it's a real call. Oh my God. Yeah. I, this... I, 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 I'm gonna I wanna say this. I, I don't think I have ever laughed at a movie ever, period, as hard as I laughed at this one. Oh, it was very oh it was la- it, yeah, there were yes. Mm-hmm. I because, because also in the in the previous uh, in the interview that I mentioned, Cage did say that this was an opportunity for him to combine uh, two genres that he loves because they go together so well. That's horror and comedy. So this mm-hmm. tended to be funny. Yeah, there's a uh, it, it does it does it does poke fun at the whole '80s yuppie culture that American Psycho pokes fun at. Yeah, but. This does it on another, like almost it's an alternate universe. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, there's an age old saying. It goes, "Go hard or go home," mm-hmm. and no one encapsulates that phrase more than he does in this movie. Because yeah, he went he went balls to the wall. Oh, absolutely, and it's it's so funny because there's moments where he's. I guess trying to be cool, and then the freakout moments that we've that we've all heard about just happen out of butt fuck nowhere, nowhere. Yeah. And they're my favorite parts of and like this is 
I'm, I'm not. I'm dead serious. This is my favorite Nicolas Cage movie I've ever seen. Mine too. I, Mine too. I, 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 I I'm going why. to own this film. I don't know. I told I told my girlfriend that earlier today. I'm going to buy this film because I don't know why I haven't watched this sooner. Yeah, yeah. I went through because I have I have a closet full of movies that I've never watched in my life because people just give them to me. I went looking like, please tell me I have this movie already, and I didn't just spend four dollars for nothing. No, I don't. But uh, but I'm going to seek it out, and if I find it before you, Seth, I'll buy you a copy. There you go. Um, this this transcends any sort of objective criticism, in my opinion. This is I, immune from it. I never see oh, yeah. other other than the room. I have never seen anything like this ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely stand. But this is also one of those films that I cannot see myself watching on a regular basis. No, uh, no, this, this, uh, this need you need time away from it. Yeah, you do. So you, you can do. almost so you, so you can just forget give yourself a minute. To, yeah, you yeah. want to forget. You, I, you want to forget. I, if I watched, yeah. if yeah. I watched it tomorrow, I wouldn't enjoy it as much. I, I I need to wait at least another year or so before I watch it again. I, yeah, I would agreed. like to share with our listening audience some uh, some quotes from the uh, group chat uh, from uh, from Dasher. Hey, at Seth Rebel, what the actual fuck do you have us watching? <laughs> I don't know whether to kick you in the chode or kneel and kiss the pinky ring. And then Ian says the next day, still have to watch Moon Knight. I turned my TV off after the movie. I didn't even want to look at my TV after that. <laughs> this is what this movie does to you. Yeah. I'm like, you because, know what? That's, you know what television? I, I, that's I, enough I, out of you. I'm still, I'm still not sure that I that everything I saw was 100% real. I watched it this morning before I went to work, and I found myself for like an <laughs> hour and a half at work doing nothing. But I can't even count drugs because I'm like, did I really just watch what the fuck I think I will watch? Did that really just happen? I'm sure you sell antipsychotics at your pharmacy. You probably wanted to sneak a few. <laughs> so just to make sure. So uh, I would like to pose a little question. Aside from the alphabet scene, what is your favorite scene of the movie? Oh, 100% at the end where he's like talking to himself, but he's visualizing he's talking to his psychiatrist. That was amazing. Oh, he's, he's, on the street. He's, on the wall. he's on the street. Yes. And he's <laughs> yeah. covered in blood. And then she introduces him to some chick just out of fucking nowhere. They is Who's exactly him like him in every way. He's like, and I he, raped a woman and I and, killed and another person. Yeah. And he, he's walking down the street holding a broken piece of wood, talking to himself. And mm-hmm. nobody looks at him at all. Everybody yep. just walks right by him like this is just a normal everyday occurrence in New York City. I, I, I think I think mine is a tie. It's, I was gonna say so is mine. The the first one is when he jumps on the desk. I had to rewind. <laughs> I lost my fucking mind when he jumped on that fucking desk. Yeah, that was the, funny. The second one is gonna be where he's bug eyed and telling her, "You have to do this." Because if you don't, I will fire you. You understand? <laughs> yeah, it was it was a tie between the the end scene that Dasher mentioned, or when he's he's talking about the contract. He calls the, he calls the the person, and they're like, "Oh, don't even worry about the contract. It's not even that big of a deal." <laughs> and, and he hangs up. He's like, "I barely got a word in because you know." I'm like, "Oh my god, this is this is yeah. great. Am I getting through to you?" Alva, I forgot her name. Yeah, Alva, Alva, Alva. and did, oh, poor Alva, and the, poor, and, the, and the brother, the brother gets complete fucking saturated revenge. And oh yeah, that's that's another thing. It's like I like how certain circumstances in the film 
contributed to him thinking that he he was a vampire because the gun the had blank, blanks the, in it. Yeah, I was about to say the blanks in the gun. Yes, yep. he he's like that's not going to work, or you know, you shoot me and she shoots blanks, and then you know that one uncomfortable scene that happened. <laughs> oh yeah. God! Oh yeah, and, and let's not forget the one woman who's sitting by herself in this high end club, slamming yeah. coke rails Slay. by herself. And then he comes in and actually kills her by biting her fucking neck open. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know if that happened or not. That happened. At first. Yeah. That yeah. I, I mean, at first, I'm like, I have no idea what to believe right now. I, I figured that it did because he had the plastic teeth in. Yeah. So that was a reality. Um, and I, I like how the movie, it, it cleverly gets you to the realization that he's kind of in his own head. He's completely, mm. he's completely psychotic. Oh, yeah. Um, and, oh, oh, I forgot one. A very, very close second behind my tie is the mirror scene. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. When he, t- when he touches out. the mirror, he's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I can't see myself. I? Where I've become one, haven't I? This is impossible. And he goes to the other mirror. Where am I? Oh my god! <laughs> that was great. I'm trying to think of shit. Once you go by the ladies' room. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then the culmination: the brother comes in and literally stabs him through the heart with a stake. Yes. Yep. And that was like what well, it, it it was or, it was a, it was a pr- very proper ending. Or yeah. when he when he's crying and actually says "boo hoo," right. <laughs> 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 is is such it's a fever dream yeah and this isn't bad acting by any sense no no, anyway the 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 acting it even in its intent the way that he executes it yeah um it's i think i think it transcends anything that's normal to us because As an audience, you're used to seeing an actor portray uh, emotions on some sort of real level, and because that's what's with, with Oscars. But this is so completely different from that method mm-hmm. that not only can you not look away from it, not only is it so goddamn entertaining, it's, it's perplexing. Fucking done with her. And just how <laughs> captivating that it is. My dog just I, knocked the screen door off the rails. So I was going to say, I, I commend you for uh, being able to get through that sentence because I couldn't. <laughs> I love that your girlfriend's like, I'm done with her. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, we're talking in circles now. So I'm going to say, do we? Uh, what else do we want to talk about? I mean, I, I, one, one final question. Okay. Do you think this is a bad movie? Yeah. Overall, is this oh, bad? yeah. Oh, yeah. It's but a bad movie. It's, it's terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. But it, it's, it, it falls right into the category of cult. Right. Yeah. It does. This, this movie this, has a following. This is a, yeah. this movie has a, this is a cult following. Is this so bad it's good? Yes. yes. Or, yes. It, or is it good in, in all the right places? That it no, it, it, no, no, it's places. bad. It's it, bad. It's it, enjoyably it, terrible. Yes, it is. It it is laughably 
outrageous and bad, and that's what makes it so. Yeah, this good. is this is the this is this falls into the category of the room. It's yeah. terrible, but I enjoy it. Yeah, I really yeah. wish like I had I said, watched it sooner. Like I said, I'd never heard of it before, and I'm surprised because, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand why I haven't heard of this. I've seen the memes. Um, yep. But with a performance like this, you would think that everybody would at least, at some point in time, mention this film. I don't think I've ever heard, even heard anybody mention it before. And, uh, and, I think, and that's the, I think and that's, this performance is, let me say, most unconventional. Yeah, and I think the reason that I didn't know that all the memes came from this movie is because the title was confusing. I mean, the if you if you've only ever seen these memes, if you've only ever seen these memes, you would never assume they would come from a movie called The Vampire's Kiss. I'm like, that doesn't add right. up to the memes that I've ever no, seen. No, not at and all. I, and all. I was surprised just how many memes came from this movie because you don't all, most of them. You don't pick it up Mm-mm. unless you've seen the film, and as much yeah. as I knew about it before I saw it. You know, I was like, oh, shit, that's where this comes from. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. Um, so, so anything else, gentlemen? No. Because we have, we have a busy week next week. Um, Doctor Strange, right? We've, we've got Doctor Strange, which comes out this weekend. Yep. I'm going Friday night. Um, we we got to get our tickets, I, Seth. Yep, we've got episodes, the, fi- the final episode of Moon Knight. And my pick of the week which is the 1988 Wes Craven film, The Serpent in the Rainbow, starring Bill Pullman, which none of us have ever seen either. And uh, for me and Ian, that's kind of a big surprise because it's classified as a horror movie, and I've never seen it. You said you've never seen it. So. I've never seen and it. It's I've never heard of it. And it's Wes Craven. So, um, yeah. You know, we've I mean, all seen yeah. before. He's on, he's on the Mount Rushmore, so let's see what he brings us. And... My pick after that, I changed my mind. I said I was going to do Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm going to hold off on that for a little while because I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted to, uh, we'll get to it. I wanted to see something I've never seen either because I've always heard about it, of how, how great it was. I want to watch The Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh you know, that's hell yeah, that's dude. My, the, the first one or the trilogy? Ralph Bakshi, the animated huh? one. The yeah. animated, oh, oh. the animated Ralph Bakshi. Lord of the Rings. No okay. shit. I don't think I've okay. seen that either. I've seen The Hobbit. I've seen the animated The Hobbit that he did. I've seen the Hobbit. Yeah, I've seen the I have Hobbit. not seen The Lord of the Rings with John Hurt, uh, directed by it's, crazy it, man Ralph Bacci. Dude is out there. Oh, I hope right. so. I saw, saw this when I was like maybe like nine or ten years old. It's fucking yeah. I remember I saw The Hobbit when I was in either elementary or middle school, but I didn't know he did Lord of the Rings until a couple of years ago, and I've never got around to watching it. Even yeah, though it's technically the Lord of the Rings, but it takes place, it stops about halfway through Twin Towers, or Two Towers. Yes. Mm. So, because yeah, it was supposed it's a weird to place first, stop. It was supposed to be the first part of a, you know, there was supposed to be a sequel that never got made, because the but the movie didn't make any money, but... All right. Yeah, I've seen I've seen reviews of this film, but I want to watch the entire thing. Okay. Yep. I've never seen it, so I'm down to check it out. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, Seth, you might want to hold. Do you want to hold off on yours, or do you know, or do you you're still deciding? I'm I'm, I'm actually uh, gonna gonna go ahead and do it. Uh, we're gonna watch American Psycho. Okay. I've seen that one. You've seen yeah, that one. So have I. Several. We times. all have. Okay. I just want to I, I just want to see how it comes up. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen it. It has been a while. 
I want to yeah. see how it holds up. I've, I've been I think I think it's been about five years for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. About, about the same. Yeah. About that. Yeah. About that. All right. So that's our schedule for the next three weeks. Uh, I got to go buy our tickets for Doctor Strange because I forgot. Uh, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Later. Later, y'all.